With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today this is take two of the pre-match bulletin for the Blackburn Rovers game. We are back into the normal studio. Anyone who is checking in with us, make sure that we've got the audio and the visuals right. Let me know, I'm sure you will, if it's not good enough because that's what happened when I tried it in another room and um, technical issues. I've been away for a week, so dived straight in, feet first. I was uh, I was actually saying the last time we played Blackburn at home, it was at Hamden Park. It was Fergus McCann's first full season um, at the helm. All good, Paul. I'll tell you what, that's great to hear because, William, I hate technical issues. It needs to be perfect or I won't bother doing it. So we're good to go. We want to get you all involved. I'm on the match day bulletins myself. So let's get the uh, views of all the viewers up and let's have a wee look at our return to paradise. V-Dex and happy game day, boys and girls. Absolutely. Um, and here we go. 
Dermot Celtic Rabito take two hail hail <laughs> yeah you're right take two I thought you meant take two of Blackburn take two from time to time I will be doing straight to camera this is going to be a really brief preview yeah Kookaburra I had it all set up and like a lot of good plans it all went breasts up uh, belly up whatever you want to say let's have a look at the Celtic start 11 I'm sure you've already seen it it's heart and goals Juranovic at right back with Carter Vickers and Welsh in the centre of defence at left back we've got Taylor we've got McGregor O'Reilly and Turnbull in the midfield. Up top, Abada, Jota and Kyogo. Over the last week, I've had a lot of time uh, to reflect on Celtic's start to the season. And um, I've actually been wondering, what is our best 11? Is there such a thing in Angie's mind as a best starting 11? Um, or is he approaching certain games with uh, um, you know, the opposition in mind? So I'm going to be running through some of the players I've mentioned here. Um, here we go. Scottish van driver, hi Paul, how's you today? Mate, I'm absolutely fine, I, didn't, I don't get flustered when the technical side of things d- doesn't go well, um, although uh, obviously it was a mad rush to get back into the studio, and yes, as you've said before, it's going to be a very brief preview, this is a straight to camera match day preview, we're going to be back at half time, we're going to be back at full time, and the idea behind this is to get as many of you involved as possible, thank you very much for your feedback, Ryan Kelly, we are in the studio, we're linked up to um, the studio equipment, everything should be fine, and um, obviously, um, how bad is Starfelt's injury, by the way, that's the thing Stevie, we've seen him uh, obviously training over the pre-season as well, and we hope he is back ASAP, because there is no doubt uh, a massive part of last season's success was the partnership of Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Starfelt as well. Um, you might see me scrunching my eyes up. My eyesight is that bad, but I'm going to be trying to bring up as many of you as possible. Um, here we go. Ole PJ flying solo. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with flying solos from time to time, Stevie. What we do during the week, obviously, at half past 12, we have the bulletin. We look back on 24 hours of Celtic, everything Celtic-related, and we have a panel of 18, a massive variety of views. You could essentially talk about the same subject every single day and get a completely different view because the panel changes from Monday through to Friday. The match days I will be covering initially from the studio. If we can figure out a better way of doing that closer to the stadium, then we will do but I'm quite happy sitting here and uh, watching the game I'd much rather be at it of course um, because that is what it's all about getting back to paradise today Um, and we need to look at the aspirations as well of uh, Celtic leading into the new season because the Juranovic story broke um, some time ago and it was just after we had done a bulletin basically saying this is going to be the first time in five seasons that we don't sell one of our major assets. Um, someone brought up, who did we sell in the nine in a row, going for the ten in a row season? Well, we sold Frimpong, didn't we? We sold Frimpong for £11.5 million. Um, so that he was a major asset, he was a big player, um, and we sold him before the turn of the the year, so I think that um, every season we've sold, this could be the first where we haven't, obviously last season we sold Edward, Christie and Ayer, so we ran the podcast saying, you know, this is going to be a change in direction for Celtic, we're not going to sell any of our big assets, and that very day, uh, Fabrizio Romano runs a story that Juranovic um, has got interest from Atletico Madrid, absolutely no surprise because of the way he has fitted in, uh, both at Celtic and also the way he's developing and progressing 
interesting on the international stage as well. Um, and, you know, Romano versus Dykes. I think most people believed that Romano was correct in that respect. Um, since then, Juranovic has spoken about the interest. Uh, it looks as though he's committed to Celtic. But what I found very interesting about his quotes was the fact that he mentioned the Champions League. He mentioned the fact Celtic were a big club. And what we've got into the habit of doing uh, over a period of time is when we speak about getting into the Champions League, we speak about the bounty, 35 million, 40 million. It's, it's almost like, you know, as soon as you mention the Champions League, you talk about the riches. And I understand why, because for a club like Celtic, it's a huge income stream. When you look at um, how poor the Scottish game pays out when it comes to prize money. Um, something like the Champions League just takes you on a completely different level to everybody else in the Scottish game. And um, we, we have fallen into the habit at, on Axom and, and you know elsewhere about just talking about Champions League and talking about the money. But there's a lot of other aspects that makes Champions League essential for a club like Celtic. And I think some of them were covered in Juranovic's uh, very brief quotes when he's talking about Celtic being a big club. He's talking about being on that platform. Now, I'm not going to say that you'll be able to keep players like Van Dijk and Moussa Dembele uh, forever. That's not going to happen. Even our homegrown players such as Kieran Tierney um, have flown the nest. It's not going to happen. But what it may do is it may keep them at the club longer. And it may allow us, under a manager like Ange Postacoglu, to build something special over a period of four or five seasons. Um, I suggested that a few weeks back and some of the comments were, you know, we're a selling club, we've got this um, model of bringing a player in relatively cheaply, selling them on for massive profits within a three-year period and I totally get that. But you add the Champions League prestige into the mix and everything uh, is taken to a completely different level. Thank you everybody for getting involved. Um, if anyone has an update actually on Stevie's query, how bad is Starfelt's injury, then let us know. It's great to get everybody involved. And this is like the old days at uh, a Celtic State of Mind where we first started and it was me and all you um, just basically chewing the fat about Celtic. Brown Warrior is bringing up this will be shorter than Marvin Comper's Celtic career poll. You're right, because that only lasted, was it 20 minutes? Um, and this is going to be a 15-minute bulletin. It was meant to be the normal 30 minutes, but there were some gremlins in the tank, and I'd much rather just scrap it and go live with better quality, and that's exactly what we've done. Um, if you haven't subscribed to A Celtic State of Mind, get onto our YouTube channel. A Celtic State of Mind, of course, is part of the wider State of Mind um, outlet on YouTube. Get subscribing. 19,000 of you are subscribing over there. On Facebook, I think we're up to about 18,000, 16,000 on Twitter. Uh, follow what we do as well as the Celtic content. We love a bit of music. We love a bit of movies and all that kind of stuff. But we'll keep the Celtic chat on today's uh, bulletin because... We don't have much time due to my technical inabilities. Um, let's have a wee look at the bench as well. We've got Scott Bain, uh, Seagrist. Uh, we've also got Oliver Yemi. I would love to see him uh, starring at some stage in the pre-season, actually. Highly rated 19-year-old. We've got Julian, who is quite clearly a third choice centre-half at the moment because Welsh has been given the nod. What's your thoughts on that? Is Julian a third choice? Does he have a future at Celtic? We've also got James McCarthy, who I think 
has looked pretty lean since we came back for the pre-season. We've got Mikey Johnson, who's been putting in the extra training sessions, and he was pretty impressive in a couple of the games as well. Idiguchi, looking forward to seeing loads more of Idiguchi this season. Um, we've got Kenny, not John Joe. We have um, Kenny, who I think in his first uh appearance for Celtic uh, was looking for a hat-trick in the first half he has not put a foot wrong yet want to see more of him uh, we've got Burnaby who I think in the last game against Banik Ostrava finally looked as though he was comfortable playing in the inverted fullback role um, it's obviously going to take a wee while for players to adapt to that but I thought that was the first indication that we've got a player who can fit in um, although I, I would say at this moment in time Taylor is the first choice until um, form or injury or otherwise we've got Uragidi he's a player who has played a full game in the pre-season and who I'm not sure um, where he fits in I've got to be honest so you know a lot of people have said that he's a, a solid big player with all the raw materials required for a defender I'm not so sure because when you're playing for Ange Postecoglou's team you spend a lot of time on the ball you need to be comfortable on that ball sometimes even go for a run with that your passing your distribution has to be spot on I think Kurekidi is all about winning uh, tackles and headers uh, muscling players out etc so it'll be interesting to see if he gets a loan deal because I know that the, the move to Belgium broke down uh, due to the, the financial element of that. Maeda, who is starting on the bench, I'm looking forward to seeing version two of Maeda. He's telling us that uh, he was he was tired and, and slower than normal last season. So I'm looking forward to seeing that 100% Maeda. We've got James A. Forrest, his new contract, uh, divided opinion. I was on the side of give him the new contract. I'll be looking forward to seeing what part he plays, but he's certainly going to be playing second fiddle to Lee Labada, who had a sensational first season in a Celtic jersey. Uh, I think Boston Lowell has been, or is it Lowell? Or are we just getting used to using the name Lowell? Uh, Boston Lowell, who was signed from Watford, I think has done himself absolutely no harm in this pre-season. I'd like to see him tested against uh, solid opposition as well. Uh, we've got Tony Ralston. He was handed the captain's armband and that was spoken about at the end of the week uh, on the Axon Bulletin as well. And uh, I think the success story of Tony Ralston uh, is a shining example for any of the young players coming through. And of course, the final player on that bench is a young player coming through in Rock. Vata. We rate him very highly and I think that um, you know he's he's in good hands when you look at the fact that uh, his father Rudy has spent some time post-playing career as an agent and he's a very shrewd man and uh, he obviously has Celtic at heart and I think that will work well for us because Vata is undoubtedly a huge talent. Let's throw over to you guys and girls. Welcome back from Brisbane. Uh, love to hear where you're actually listening from because I was listening last week from uh, up north and that's why you didn't see me for a full week. That's the first time that's happened since Axom started five years ago. So there we go. And we've got Tom Hunter coming in. I think we need another solid defender, i.e. Ben Davis. I do think we need a centre-half. I think the, the injury to Carl Starfelt has shown that as soon as you lose Carter Vickers or Starfelt, the drop to the next choice, be that Julian or Welsh, at this moment in time, is quite a big drop. 
And I mean, people might disagree. People might say to me that Julien's a good enough backup. I'm a fan of Welsh, but I do think that there's a, a standard set by Carter Vickers and Starfield that we don't get from our second or even third choices. So yes, I agree, Tam, that we need to get another centre-half in. We've got Brian O'Neill. Um, there's a good chance Brian O'Neill played in the last game that we played against Blackburn Rovers, actually. I'd need to check the wiki. PJ, we have a best 17 or 18 different options for different games. That is what I'm starting to see with Ange Postacoglu. I could give you what I think is our best starting 11, generally based on individual players. But as you're saying, Brian, when we come up against specific opposition, I'm sure Ange will be mixing and matching. Uh, there are some constants in there. And I think that even with Seagrass coming, I think Joe Hart's a constant. I think the two centre-halves, when fit, will always play in Carter Vickers and Starfelt. I think Callum McGregor is the same. But, you know, last season there was a point where you would never have um, suggested for a moment that Kyogo wouldn't start. But then Yakamakis comes in, completely different player. Um, and I think that we saw that in the February victory against Rangers when Yakamakis had every single one of those Rangers defenders on toast they they were playing with a bit of a fear uh, he was breathing down he, you know he didn't get much of the ball but it was all about his work off the ball and I think there are certain games where he's going to get the nod over even Kyogo and I, I was very interested to read Kyogo, Kyogo's comments in relation to um, his aspirations for being the top goal scorer in Scotland uh, because there is a a school of thought that would suggest that you know that's a wee message to Yakamakis because he was the top goal scorer in Scotland. Um, and I think it's brilliant competition. It's really healthy to have that up top. Um, again, though, I've got to say, and I know that Maeda and Abad, I'm keeping an eye on the time so everybody can get the kickoff. I know that they guys can play up top as well. And we've got young Kenny, um, who's shown up well in the pre-season. I still think we need another striker. I would not be surprised if we brought in another striker as well. I keep going back to the Boxing Day game at Perth, whereby you know a couple of injuries and we're playing Joey Dawson up top, which wasn't ideal when we were in a position where we could not afford to drop a single point between that period of the, the, the season and the end of the season as well. Let us know your thoughts. Um, some some names that are familiar to us are coming through, which is great. Um, who remembers the game the last time we played Blackburn Rovers at Hamden Park? It was my first season ticket, and uh, here we go. We've got you and Boy Martin coming in. Good wee holiday, PJD. Yeah, it was a nice break, but obviously I was um, online every single day making sure that everything was running smoothly in the world of Axom as well. As you do, you've got to do that, haven't you? Um, so we're nearing kick-off time. I would love to be at the game. Unfortunately, that's not the case because we are here covering the game as well. What are your score predictions for today? We've got uh, Daza coming in saying 4-0 Celtic. I like the confidence. Why not? We have been scoring uh, quite freely, and I think that uh, there will be goals in today's game as well. Is that a concern for you that we we shipped five goals in the last two games? Is that a concern, or can we say, you know what, we're not playing our first choice centre half partnership? We're getting uh, all the rustiness out of our legs, and if you're going to lose five goals, let's do it in pre-season. It's half past. I've got to apologise for the false start. Let's forget all about that. Let's look at the last 15 minutes and say, you know what, that was excellent contributions from everybody who got involved. Let's have more of that at half time. We've got a few predictions. They're all positive. Thank you, every single one of you, for getting involved today. Enjoy the game, and I'll see you at half time. Thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. 
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.